um, especially during the pandemic, I would say a lot of people were quarantined alone. So that was like a really terrible situation to be in. And when you watch reality TV, you feel like you have a connection with the people and not the characters. Because like, if you watch Friends, you don't really have a connection with Rachel because you know she's not real. But if you watch a show that's a reality TV show, you, you, you get a false sense of knowing the person as the person themselves. Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to The Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient and happy life. Hi, Akshita. Um, how has your week been? Hi, Anag. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. I feel like the last week we literally spoke almost every single day. And now it's four days of not talking. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> 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 uh, it's been fine. It's been hectic. I've, I've spent the last two days trying to get my resume in order. And it's not going well. <laughs> it's the most painful process ever. <laughs> And uh, uh, last weekend, I was working on my resume. I spent two hours working on it. And then I printed out the version before I'd made those changes and the version after two hours of working on it. And then I looked at both of them. And I get, then I went with the one that was like before all those changes. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite a painful process. I have like five different versions going on right now and I've honestly forgotten which one's my working file. So it's fine. I guess we'll just pick it. Um, cool. Do you want to introduce the guest for today? Yeah, so uh, first, uh, welcome to... Uh, <clears throat> so today we have Soha, who's uh, one of our regular podcast listeners. Thank you so much, Soha, for a, listening to our episodes so far and joining us today welcome to the uh, y coordinate why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listener listener <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for having me i'm super happy to be here and i'm so excited for today's topic um so i'm saha and i'm from lebanon i graduated from the american university of beirut with a business degree and a minor in creative writing so that's one of my biggest passions in life after graduating, I moved to Rome for six months to work with the World Food Program and um, their Innovation and Change Management Division as a consulting intern. And then I moved to Dubai, where I moved to more marketing roles. And my longest role was with Johnson & Johnson as, uh, as, an, as, a, as an assistant brand manager. And then I moved to Twitter with uh, the brand strategy. So... Uh, a few fun facts about me, I guess. Well, this one isn't really fun because like almost 90% of the world has this, but I love to travel. <laughs> and I've, I've, been, I've been blessed to have been to six out of the seven continents. So hopefully the seventh on the way at some point. Um, I hate good weather. So I really love depressing weather <laughs> like where it's like snowy and gloomy and the sun is not out. That is totally my type of thing. Although my personality doesn't allude to that at all. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm never... perfect for you. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited. Um, I've I've never tried coffee in my life, so that's like a, a like that's like a big thing for me. That's like a, that's usually a conversation starter. 
and um, I can sing the alphabet backwards, which is also a conversation starter, I guess. Um, I celebrate my half birthday every year, which is great because my actual birthday is in two days. So that's like pretty, pretty like fun and exciting as well. And I can't bike or swim, which I know that doesn't work with you actually, because I heard that you like to swim a lot. So maybe in that sense, we're a bit opposites, but I think in every other sense, we're like pretty much the same person. <laughs> and um, hopefully I plan to join the entertainment industry soon, which is the perfect segue to what the, the, what the topic today is. <laughs> Go ahead with that. Oh, I feel like uh, Shwa is the is like is making it easy as the host today to kind of transit into this, uh, transit transition into this, yeah. <laughs> but um, before that, like I want to point out, I find it really amazing that Shwa is self-aware of the fact that now traveling is like you know, everyone's uh, favorite thing to do. Everyone's uh, passion. <laughs> it's in everyone's bio. Like I love food and I love to travel. I'm like really like the ninety percent the rest of the world you know so for it's the so past, true because i asked sorry yeah go ahead, go ahead, go ahead uh, so for the past year i've been consciously making an effort to not introduce myself as oh i love traveling oh i love to eat and come up with more obscure hobbies because i realized that uh, you know like two years ago i came across a meme that every tinder profile just says i like to go for a hike I like to travel and like <laughs> go out to eat. Uh, it is like literally everyone. And then you have to act like you're so like you're so shocked that everyone else likes to travel. Wow, you love to travel. <laughs> no, That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so annoying. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now I feel guilty. Like I mean, like I, I honestly do love to travel. Like I want to showcase to the world that I actually like to travel, and it's just not like a very um socially um no common thing now but then i feel guilty when i say that i'm just like oh no i'm one of those (laughs) also uh i hate coffee so that's like i i've had i told you we're the same person yeah it's it's literally just the the swimming thing but everything else is we're like practically i was so happy when you said that that means someone's listening to our podcast I am. I'm definitely. I'm definitely watching the podcast. It's so much fun. It's so cool, Anag. Have you ever thought of how how people know our lives without even meeting? Like, it's so cool. Honestly, I, I didn't didn't expect that. I was quite surprised when Swar said that. You know, she listened to the episode. I'm like, oh wow. Uh, I should be more <laughs> conscious about what I say in these podcasts. Now there are actual people, living, breathing people, listening to it. Uh, oh my god! I feel like half of them are gonna get cut to thirty minutes now. Like, oh, I don't want this to be out. I don't want that to be out. Whatever. But yeah, it's 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 been fun. And you know, the the coffee thing is extremely amusing to me because uh, so when I went to the US, I would always see you know, people with these extremely busy lifestyles, the morning time is extremely busy and, you know, you want to cut down on every activity so that you can get out of the door quickly. And these people right. spend 15, 20 minutes after getting dressed, brewing their coffee in some sort of very sophisticated coffee brewing method, either a Chemex or a, a French press or something. And I never got it. And I did not like coffee. So I was like, okay, fine. If I want to drink coffee, I'll get that instant powder stuff or mostly I did not have coffee. Then when I went to the yeah. UK, uh there i started understanding the use of caffeine like when the mid-afternoon slump hits you or even in the morning at around 11 a.m like it's good to get some kick of caffeine but uh so i lived with two other flatmates one was a spanish lady and one was an australian guy uh 
the Australian guy used a French press, which is still one of the easier methods. The Spanish lady used something called a mocha pot, which is extremely complicated to use and clean. And then there was me who just used instant co- instant coffee again. <laughs> um, but now that I'm back in India, I've started, but I used to go out to coffee shops and have like, you know, proper fancy brewed coffee. Now that I'm back home in India, I cannot have instant coffee. Now I've become the people that I used to mock when I was in the US. So now I also spend 20 minutes brewing my coffee in the morning. So maybe I'll be able to convert you at some point of time. <laughs> Disappointed, Anna. Disappointed. <laughs> Oh you were one of us. Okay, I think uh, this episode, before this episode becomes about coffee, let's let's uh, dive into the topic for today, which is extremely exciting, and I'll be more of a spectator in today's episode, uh, which is why do we love uh, reality? And uh, to kick off our discussion, uh, what exactly qualifies as reality? So, how would you kind of? Yeah, to- sure. So reality TV is basically any unscripted show where they basically create the illusion that all the events in the show are happening in real life. Um, The characters on the show are not actors. They're just like general people you would cast on the street. And the people are playing themselves and not a fictional character. So that's like the biggest point in, in reality TV. There's a huge variety, obviously. So there's a lot of competition shows and those are usually some of the most popular like American Idol, The Bachelor, MasterChef and all those shows. And um, I think the biggest thing around reality TV is that, and I think everyone knows this, it's not 100% reality, but it's not 100% not reality because um, because it's scripted in any way, but it's mostly because it's, they create events that, make it an exaggerated form of what you would find in real life. So production might plant something in a specific setting and people will fight about it. The fight is real, but you wouldn't find that in real life. And the editing might change someone's stories based on what fits the narrative. And that is the not reality part of it, but everything else usually has to be unscripted. So that is in a nutshell what reality TV is. And like Jerry Springer, for example, I mean, everyone knows it's it's not 100% real, definitely not even probably 80% real. But um, I do think, like, as long as they're not feeding them the lines and telling them exactly what to do, then it's considered reality. So that is what it is. What do you think? Um. So I am a very... So there's a lot of, as you said, there's a variety of uh, reality TV, right? There's like dating shows, there's like these lifestyle shows, home makeovers, people makeovers, there's the cooking, bake-off, um, you have your courtroom dra- drama, like Judy, etc. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was very initially very invested in, you know, the cooking kind of um, reality TV, more of the master chefs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or even the game shows, um, you know, The Amazing Race, etc. But then my mom started watching um, uh, these dating shows. I have no idea why. I should go and ask her, <laughs> why did you decide to start watching these? But um, she started watching these, um, The Bachelor. It used to come on TV and she used to just generally watch it. Um, Love Island, The Bachelor. And that's kind of how I, uh, for I wouldn't say forcefully, but unwantingly got drawn in, drew into this um, life. But yeah, I think what you said is probably true. Like it's, it's real, but it's also not completely real. And that's very evident. And that's some of us. And I think that's also an element of why it makes it more exciting because you know that there's an aspect that this is made up, but then it's, it's like a thing of you trying to figure out what is the truth and what is like 
molded into production and what this is. So that's been my take with reality TV. What about you, Anag? I know Anag's not a reality TV person. <laughs> so now that you know we are having this discussion, I'm starting to realize. So so like there's this uh, TV show on Netflix called Drive to Survive, the Formula One races that happen. They basically follow around these teams as the races happen, and it's supposed to be more of a documentary. That's what documentary. it's flagged as. Mm-hmm. But uh, they are very heavy-handed with the editing, and they try to force narratives may may not exist. Like for example, yesterday I was watching an episode where they were trying to pitch two drivers in the same team as sort of having this sort of animosity, which was extremely you know bad. But in real life, they're you know. like the best of buds so i guess that also kind of counts as reality tv in the sense that it's supposed to be real but manipulated and and then in in the realm of reality tv there's obviously the more the 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 competition tv shows so like you like you mentioned your um the music or art or whatever where you know the 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 human emotions drama and that sort of voyeuristic aspect of getting deep into people's lives is less and it's more about the action that they're performing in the focus and then there's the second one which 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 is the one that i don't seem to fathom the the draw for which is more kind of like your even like your bachelor at you're keeping up with your kardashians where there's no like singular focus or event that's happening it's more about the drama that's created between characters some of it more artificially some of it just because that's the kind of people that they've picked like for example in big in like the uk tv show big brother they 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 like to pick people who are like you know quick sparking uh, personalities who when you put them in a the room together there's definitely going to be fire so those yeah, oh my god that point uh, so you mentioned like i mean you mentioned that these are people you know generally who aren't really actors and who can be like picked out cast out of the street i might disagree on that because most of these shows especially like the bachelor the bachelorettes like the dating shows etc they're very model or influencer focused so uh, i don't know if it's like a cause effect uh, situation where they are normal people and then they end up being influencers or models or like they are already existing influencers and they kind of get roped into these but everyone's beautiful everyone's pretty everyone's like a proper model like uh, yeah yeah so that part is something i don't understand about the reality aspect so it depends on each show's viewership and uh, cuz like the way they cast the shows it depends on certain archetypes so for example on survivor you always have like the alpha male and then you have a cheerleader and then you have the single mom or whatever and then like you always have specific archetypes that they try to fill in um it doesn't make sense to have those archetypes for The, for the bachelor for example like they're meant to have really beautiful people throughout the entire cast but it all depends on the viewership and the purpose of the show um ultimately it i would assume that a show like the bachelor and the bachelorette would attract more model wannabes or like or like actor actor wannabes and stuff but other shows are attracting actual real life people i mean i've i've heard of some of the casting stories cuz i'm I'm actually obsessed with Survivor. I've seen all 40 seasons, so like I'm genuinely genuinely one of those people that's like all into it. And you hear some of the casting stories, it's literally someone standing at a taco stand and like a casting agent comes up to them, they're like, "Do you want to be on Survivor?" and they've never seen the show or anything. So they're literally just people on the street sometimes. And so it I guess it all really depends on the show. But then like 
if you if you're on like if you're watching keeping up with the kardashians you're obviously not going to find someone who's like like us you know because because they're meant to show like the extremely luxurious love lifestyle and like a lifestyle that you would want that you don't have and that's basically the whole appeal of the show so i guess it all depends on what which specific show you're talking about yeah but um, um i mean i grew up watching a lot of reality tv shows but it's like they were mostly the competition shows because we we didn't really have I me mean, we didn't really have the real housewives and those things when i was growing up at least so i know you're a bit younger than me so <laughs> so maybe you did but um at some point in 2008 i ran across survivor and that was that pretty much changed my life and now it's like also the circle uk is like a really good show um but if you look at the if you look at how reality shows started it started with i think i mean there were a lot of shows but like it started with a pbs show and then mtv's the real world and then survivor big brother the bachelor and all of those things started opening up and it's like a whole world on its own now and i think because there's so many of them they do cater to everyone's tastes whereas back in 2000 when survivor first started there was everyone was watching survivor because there was literally no other type of show that was like it so it's it's ingrained in our pop culture nowadays too like there's something for everyone that's like that's like the biggest appeal for reality tv that traditional tv doesn't always meet doesn't go out of style uh, okay let's 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 dig deeper into that and the the particular yeah. question for this episode so so you said that one of the reasons why people like reality tv is because uh, you know there's something for everyone different different kinds so you have like if you're curious about how the rich live then you can watch your, you know keeping up with the kardashians if you want to watch pretty people kind of have relationships and that sort of almost like a teen drama type of you know mixing around of couples you can get that at a love island or, or maybe a bachelor there's more like actually focused on the th- the art at hand so if it's like cooking then it's master chef it's singing it's the voice and um, but i mean an argue- argument can be made that that sort of variety is also available in like you know fictional scripted tv show because in with you know streaming platforms coming in there's more sort of granularity in terms of what is available rather than eight slots in a day for tv shows so i feel like there might be other reasons as well uh, do you have any other like I- I actually have a lot of reasons why people watch reality TV. This was like literally just at the top of the list. <laughs> so, I think I think nowadays people are busier than ever, and so a lot of people are disconnected from friends and family. And I know that's spe- specifically for me. I live I live away from family, most of my family at least. And it can cause a lot of loneliness with a lot of people who like can't keep up with people. um especially during the pandemic i would say a lot of people were quarantined alone so that was like a really terrible situation to be in and when you watch reality tv you feel like you have a connection with the people and not the characters because like if you watch friends you don't really have a connection with rachel because you know she's not real but if you watch a show that's a reality tv show you you, ha- you get a false sense of knowing the person as the person themselves and it's almost faster to talk to uh, it's almost faster to watch 30 minutes of an episode and connect with those characters when you're feeling down than to call a friend who you haven't spoken to in a long time and because like that conversation might take a really long time and then like you have you have a lot of catch up to do and you might not really want to feel like talking or anything so that is one big reason why people watch it i think there is 
like psychologically, there is an association with loneliness, but it's not 100% of the cases. Obviously, not everyone watches it because they're lonely, but like that is apparently there's like a correlation between the two. Um, and, and especially with reality TV stars, if you reach out to them, they might reply to you. Like if I reach out to like Matthew Perry, he's probably not going to reply to me, but I have reached out to contestants on Survivor and they have re replied to me. Like <laughs> that's a thing, like because they are real. So, uh, and they're not real celebrities at the end of the day, you, you do feel like you have some sort of connection with them. Um, it also is a good way to take a break from your mundane or unsatisfactory life. I mean, if, you, if you're not that adventurous in real life, it's so ironic that the show that I watch is, is all about adventure because like I barely get off the couch. So like it's, it's basically a way for people to live vicariously through the characters that they see. And especially nowadays, a lot of people dream to be famous and people are getting famous through these shows. And so that's their way of living through them. Um, and when I watch, I always think, what would I do if I was in this person's position, like strategically on the show or whatever? And I sometimes feel like I get inspired by them or it makes you feel better about your own life decisions. And the best part about the whole thing is you can do all of this and live through them, but without risking your own reputation or your own life. Like they're, they're, they're doing all the, the hard work for you and you just like get the good parts of it. Like you don't get attacked on social media or anything. So that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good reason. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think the last reason that you just said that, you know, you were kind of uh, living through other experiences without actually going through them by yourself is like a very safe way to experience the drama but not be involved in it is one point that I had in mind. Also, I feel like um there a lot of these reality tv shows have this aspect of interaction from the viewers with uh, and the audience with the contestants so the people the audience they have some sort of say or like decision making or like a voting system um, a lot of these uh, reality tv shows have it right? like vote for your favorite one or eliminate somebody and i think that kind of um, acceptance or that kind of interaction makes you feel more involved in these reality tv shows and knowing that you have a say whether it's true or false we nobody really knows but knowing that you have a say kind of attracts a little bit more than um, fictional shows which you can just binge watch as something secondary but this is something more personal because you're like okay fine this is the character I relate to and I want this and this is like a life story you've built and I like this person and I want to vote for that person so I think that that's also an aspect um, I don't know if you all agree with it I totally agree and um, I think one thing that I'd like to add on to what you just said is that with reality tv the story almost never dies like if you watch uh, if you watch The Office, for example, which you're also a fan of, <laughs> um, like when the, when the when the show ends, that's it. The characters end. Like you never you never hear anything else of the characters. But unless unless I mean with The Office specifically, you got you got the memes that like never die and stuff. But the the story itself just never. There's nothing new coming to it. But with reality TV, even when the season is over or the show is over these people are still alive and they're still tweeting and they're still like, they have updates in their lives. So it's just, it's just like a perpetual thing for life. You'll always find a new update on these people. And it's like, it's like the show really never ends for them. And I think one thing people really like about reality TV is that 
in real life, you can't really intrude on people's privacy, <laughs> but but with reality TV, you can like get into their most private thoughts and like most private moments. And that is that is and that is like your way of doing something you shouldn't do in real life, but like you can get to do that through them. <laughs> so so it's 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 interesting. I mean, that's I think that's one of the biggest appeals. Everyone knows the Kardashian stuff is like a not not scripted drama, but like a bit like like overblown basically. But it's it's kind of nice to like see them fight over like like stupid things. So that's that's the invasion of privacy part, I guess. And it's yeah, like a lot I'm... of mindless stuff in the background. Yeah. I feel like the keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, that specific show has so much drama because the entire family knows that they're like twenty four seven being on like their life. They're being recorded and. because that's their lifestyle and they've kind of spent the last few years doing that their person i wouldn't i don't know but then the personality has become that all of their or most of their interactions with themselves within the house within the family are so dramatic it's like it's kind of now molded for specifically reality tv and mm-hmm. i don't know if they've lost that actual essence of who they used to be or if this was who they actually were or they've kind of just like transitioned because to just appeal to the audience um but yeah the point that you made about you know the reality tv not really ending what i remembered is you know after these bachelor and bachelorette where you you know you get married at the end or you get into a relationship etc and then you hear news that oh okay fine they didn't end up getting married or like they had a divorce etc they separated and then now this person is dating someone else from the same show etc etc so it's like an, even though the show has ended there's this ongoing drama that keeps happening so that is also something that people follow like they like to follow what's going on in their contestants lives that's also mm-hmm. an interesting take especially if you're a redditor cuz like reddit like honestly just never stops <laughs> it's crazy how many posts you get every day and i just can't get off it cuz i have fomo so i'm like i really have to like find out what's going on <laughs> and like you like at this point with with 40 seasons there's like over 600 contestants <laughs> like how much could i possibly keep up with the people it's crazy <laughs> but it's 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 just there's something fun about it and i think it's because i i dream of being on the show so i feel like this is like the closest thing that i can get to without actually being on the show so it's it's fun in that sense i i enjoy it and everyone every time i say that to anyone everyone's like is that show still on I'm like yes <laughs> if it, if it's if it's been going on for 20 years it's pretty successful i'm not the only one who watched <laughs> but yeah it's uh, the whole the whole uh, but yeah i'm generally i'm more of a competition type of uh, reality show not like I'm not a huge fan of the real housewives and like those other like because because maybe because I can't relate to to them as well. And I think being able to relate to people is like a big thing for me. Um although I can't relate to most people that go on most of these shows just because like I I'd like to think I'm unique. <laughs> but but it's it's I don't know like for me as Anag said like he doesn't get the appeal for like a lot of these people a lot of these shows and some of them I don't really get the appeal for them either but I can I can understand how other people do if you're like really looking forward to like a certain lifestyle that's your like outlet basically so uh, I have two sort of tangent almost tangent like questions on this topic um The first one is do you think uh, another reason why sort of reality TV is kind of pushed down our throats is because it's 
uh, I mean, we live in a era of, you know, rather than coming up with something new, keep milking and establish franchises. So you see that with like the MCU and you see that with all of these other sort of spin-offs and other TV shows and movies, like, you know, where they're trying to cash in on some other property. And with reality TV, it's just very easy to, you know, like, for example, if you have a really valuable brand like MasterChef Australia, you can keep churning out seasons after seasons every year. You don't really have to do much, get a new set of contestants and, you know, have, have them do the same thing. And it's just new content rather than risk creating something from scratch. Do you think that's like one of the reasons why there's so much of... To answer that, I, I don't think... So part of it might be the brand because like... But I think with the brand, it really depends on how, how many super fans they have. Like someone like me would never stop watching the shows that I like because I'm so dedicated to them. But if someone else watches the show and it's suddenly not, the season is not interesting, they might stop watching because they're not as dedicated as I am. Um, I think there's a lot of those shows though, um, because I feel like the budget that production has to create them is not that high. So creating a show like Friends has a much higher budget, like just having the set and all of these things is super expensive and create and like having all the props that need to be changed and stuff and the actors that you have to pay so much to, to like hire is really, really expensive. But when you have a reality TV show, I mean, the, the reality TV cast gets paid sometimes, but not even that much. So it's like, and like in terms of budget, it's really not that expensive for them to maintain. But what they get out of it is a lot. So they end up profiting huge amounts. Um, and especially with reality TV, if it's one of those shows where the cast changes every season, like, like, the, like the competition ones, you, you almost get a new show every single time a new cast comes because it all depends on the personalities that are on the show. So you don't really need to make that much of an effort. I think the second thing is that you don't need to... I feel like with traditional TV, and that's like a well-known thing, most shows don't make it to the green light stage where they go into production for more than 10 episodes. Um, and that's because it's, the competition is really fierce. So you have to have a really, really clever script and like really good actors and good everything. Everything has to be perfect for you to be successful. But with reality TV, it doesn't necessarily have to be as perfect because if someone does a stupid thing, that like easily becomes viral and that's like their 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 like metric for success but you can't do it as easily with a traditional show because you have to be clever in the way that you frame your show because like you can't have the same fight with with both shows and expect them to do well in both ways because it's not that clever when it is scripted but it is clever when like actual people are involved so that's like that's my answer to that <laughs> i don't know if you guys agree or not no, I, I agree with you about the, the first, I mean, I agree with you with both points, but the first one now, I so I read an article the other day about why Netflix cancels some of their most successful shows. Uh, and the reason for that is, like you said, the, with every season, the TV show gets more success, the star, the, like the cast salaries increase exponentially. So it's almost cheaper for them to, you know, ditch all of them and then start with a new set of cars. And with reality TV, it's like exactly the same thing. You get new people and they're actually sometimes very happy to just, you know, get the exposure and they don't even want to be paid to. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, if, if just think of any, 
Because I remember, I think season, because I was listening to a podcast the other day, I think season seven of Survivor was competing with season 10 of Friends. And like Friends was huge. I mean, it's huge now. So I can't imagine what it was at the time. But it was like 10 million budget and then like less than a million for Survivor in terms of budget. <laughs> and Survivor was more, more successful at the time. So it's like, you don't need to pay every single member a million dollars per episode <laughs> like that's like that's very very costly to have and that and that's that's the case with most of the really successful traditional shows so it's way easier to maintain and so if, if you can get the money out of it and everyone wants the exposure then why not just like milk it for what it's worth that's pretty much the I think that's the mindset that they have yeah but um I do think that um so I think you mentioned that reality tv gets a bad rep sometimes and I think that's because they're all I feel like they're all thrown onto uh, under the same category as like the the shows that I'm not a huge fan of like keeping up with the Kardashians and stuff like that when you think of reality tv you don't think of like America's Got Talent <laughs> you really think of like the Real Housewives and like the Too Hot to Handle and stuff like that and so that's why, like, whenever you say you're into reality TV, people are like, okay, but you really can't compare a show, a show like America's Next Top Model with like, you know, like they're all so different from each other. You really can't like categorize them under the same thing. And I really think this genre needs to like split into different branches now. Um, and the other thing is, I feel like the entire genre is pretty misunderstood. A lot of uh, like the first thing that I get when I talk about the shows that I watch is, you know, that these are like all unreal, right? They're like all scripted and none of this is, is real. It's like, it's not actually scripted. <laughs> like it, I think they're just misunderstood. And I honestly don't think they're scripted. I just think that people, yeah, like, as I mentioned before, it's like, it's an exaggerated way of living. It's just, they throw situations onto them and then the rest of it is real. It depends on what the people do. Um, and that's like one of the biggest like negative things that comes out of it is that people think you're stupid for what, for believing reality TV. And it's like, that's really not the case. So I know, I, I don't know like what your perception is, especially you, Anna, because like you don't really, you're not a huge fan of reality TV. So wh why do you think it gets a bad rap? Yeah, so I think one one reason of course is that what you said about you know people saying oh it's scripted it's not real but i guess now my counterpoint to that would be that okay fine it's 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 scripted but i'm i, I never said that i'm watching it as some sort of educational documentary it's, it was supposed to be mindless entertainment to begin with uh but but i feel like just so like the reason why i would never you know click on a keeping up with a kardashian is that it just it just seemed very unrelevant to me it does not even seem entertaining to me like i feel like why should i care like i'm never going to meet these people and they're just living life and um in fact the, the drama aspect of it i can understand we as human beings love drama love stories like i was telling my sister something extremely boring today and then i just came up with oh yeah but these people never listen to me and like i made some passing throwaway statement about some sort of drama and her ears perked up so I, I get that aspect of why people get drawn in, but I do feel that, uh, I, I guess it comes down to personal preference. Like if you have a certain limited amount of time to invest in entertainment, 
from for me okay for me a reality tv show is sort of hit or miss in terms of the amount of entertainment that is guaranteed because a lot of it kind of depends on how much drama these two characters are able to kind of create and a little bit depends on the editors to you know to try to make it as as entertaining as possible whereas with a scripted fictional tv show i know it's going to be entertaining because you know people have actually sat down and written something uh that same logic can kind of be extended to watching sports as well like for example i i love watching formula 1 and uh, the monaco gp that happened last weekend is the most boring race on the calendar because nobody can overtake in that but i still watch it because i'm kind of invested uh so yeah i, I don't know i feel like i went around in circles with that argument and did not land up anywhere <laughs> No, oh, but this is just uh, yeah. sorry sorry to interrupt but uh, so anna you mentioned that uh, for fiction you know it's uh, entertaining cuz you know it's scripted and people have actually gone through the effort of writing it yeah. versus in reality tv it's like not so it's not guaranteed entertainment because you know the argument that you just gave but for example the monaco gp that you're just talking about even though it's one of the most boring um, you know, tracks of all time so it's a full time it was still one of the most interesting um races in a while so doesn't that kind of contradict um contradict what you're saying about like scripted versus non scripted because nobody would have expected this to happen but there were so many things that went right and wrong uh this weekend so what do you feel so yeah i mean this was sort of an anomaly and it was interesting because of how it played out but you know my so the entertainment that i sort of got out of you know investing 2 hours of my life watching it every second was not there in fact uh, i fell asleep for like half an hour between the race because it absolutely was <laughs> i'm going in circles <laughs> so from 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 that point of view that 2 hours of my time wasn't very like i wasn't very entertained but in general because this is something this is sort of almost like a way of life because you know i follow it some of us guys from like rotman have like a group and we have like a fantasy league going on so it's not just the two hours it's kind of even before after like you mentioned about reality tv where you follow the uh, so because of that it was interesting but like the two hours itself wasn't that much so i guess that's where like the contradiction kind of yeah i also wanted to comment on your comparison between like the fiction and non-fiction basically the reality versus traditional tv um so just because it's scripted doesn't mean it it has to be good because i mean like for example the last 3 seasons of the office are terrible <laughs> but the first i think 5 or 6 or whatever the number is were great so like you you really can't predict also um there are certain shows that you know like those interior design shows that you can always expect the room to end up looking beautiful and for you to be like mind blown at the end and that is like one of so there are certain shows where you know you can always expect it to have like a really good ending and for you to be like wow oh my gosh this is amazing and i i think it's just because when we think reality tv we just don't think of these shows we just think of like the really terrible ones that none of us really do So, so I, so, I agree uh, with you so I was not talking about so like QRI is is one TV show that I like watching and is always this it's 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 got emotions it got it, it's it's like very form like it's taken the formula of what makes a show successful and put everything in there 
uh, and that is but i was talking more of the keeping up with the kardashians like i honestly don't know what to expect from any particular episode and whether i will be entertained sometimes and more times than not these kind of characters so like in india you have a couple of reality shows which have become like the the gold standard of uh, almost like waste of space in the country gopal's reality <laughs> uh there's one called rodies most of them are done by mt there's one called spitzvilla which is kind of like a love island and it's it's like almost like people with very limited iqs uh who are just looking for quick fame who get on these shows and they kind of interact with each other and it's almost like you feel like you want to slap one of them because of the way they interact it's extremely irritating and uh wild so i i guess that is why i don't want to watch these kind of tv shows but again that's a limited subset of the bigger umbrella that is reality tv in fact i would go as far as putting in like these sports live sports into that same greater umbrella because how is a formula 1 different from say the voice or america's got talent honestly while you were talking i'm like i can't imagine this guy watching keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> like you totally don't fit the audience It was the funniest thing. Like if someone who's like interested in James Bond movies and stuff like really doesn't fit. <laughs> Aren't you happy enough that she remembers us? So <laughs> no, I know. I was like, oh, wow. Now you know how she felt. <laughs> oh my gosh! I But do like you feel we, like we, we, yeah? We should get Soha on on like a dedicated dedicated episode to talk about. the podcast and make it a little meta and she talk <laughs> about oh when you people do these things these are um not good these parts are interesting you can do more this and that <laughs> oh my gosh i'd love that uh i um i wanted to ask which is something you brought up earlier mm-hmm. is how do you think or do you think it's impacting our real lives the whole reality tv scheme basically so so i feel like so the other thing that I, that was a topic i wanted to touch upon and then maybe get here but we can kind of mix the two is that i feel like there's this like you said this whole culture of getting connected with uh, with with people and one way of course is reality tv which was uh, one of the only ways in like the early 2000s now an equally viable counterpart to that is this whole influencer culture and you know when you were talking about living vicariously especially during the pandemic I went back and thought about how I met that sort of requirement because I was also alone locked up in my tiny apartment in London when the pandemic happened and I was actually getting that through following these influencers watching their youtube vlogs of you know how they're leading their life in the pandemic that sort of a thing uh, so so I feel like uh, reality tv has so now in today's day and age becoming an influencer is sort of like a proper legit occupation now that you know kind of why for i know i have i know people who are in high school right now who are trying to kind of become an and make it make that their career and i have started to feel that reality show now is kind of also another way to quickly kind of jump start your your journey into becoming an influencer so like uh, i i mentioned watching that one um, tv show last year called too hot to handle there's this a uh, girl from the uk in that i think her name is chloe or something she, she's she, on the circle now yeah, yeah. So, so so now because of appearing on that one tv show she's a become a celebrity she's become an influencer and you know she's doing all these sponsored posts on her instagram and whatever and now she's become a celebrity so now she's appeared on the circle us so i feel like uh the reality tv show is kind of become a 
a, a stepping stone for people to now become influencers in their real life. Uh, and so I would like, I can't comment for reality TV that much, but if you look at the use case of watching reality TV for the same, like for the same uh, purposes as like I watch YouTube vlogs, I feel like they've started replacing real world connections. Like I would rather watch uh, this dude called Will Tennyson in Toronto, go spend his day, work out, spend time with his girlfriend and like call, call up my friend catch up with him so yeah in in that respect i think it is sort of replacing and it's yeah it's, i mean sorry, go ahead one fancy so it, it's all it's almost like junk food in the sense that while you're consuming it you feel very like almost satisfied watching or you know getting involved and but then at the end of the day when you you know go to bed thinking about the kind of social interactions you've had you end up feeling quite empty and sort of it's not in that respect i feel like reality is kind of junk food for your social i social oh that's such a good analogy <laughs> that's perfect um but actually with this so i think i honestly think it depends on what type of show you're watching within that like whole category um with the show that i watch i i feel like i've become a more understanding person because it taught me about a lot of social issues that I just like never find in real life because I'm not surrounded by people like that in real life. And I feel like I've become a more strategic person in my daily life as well, just because this is the type of show that I watched. But with other shows, obviously, I feel like a lot of them really model bad behavior. And I, I, I think, but here's the thing with that, like they model bad behavior but most of the shows that do that and like don't correct it on the spot are meant for mature audiences anyway. And I would expect a mature audience to understand that this is bad behavior to like not really replicate it in real life as well. But I don't know how smart people are. It really depends on who the viewer is as well. Um, in a lot of cases, I feel like it can either if, if you're if you're the type that like really goes way into the show and not just like turns the TV off and proceeds normally. Um, you can either become more isolated than usual because if you're watching it out of loneliness and this is how you like end your loneliness, it's just going to create more loneliness eventually. Or it can actually do the opposite because you feel like you're part of a group with similar interests. So if you're if like if if you become part of the Reddit community, you're, they they kind of become like your friends, you know, even if you've never met them or anything. But like anyone who watches the shows that you watch, you're like, oh my gosh, we have the same interests. This is amazing, especially if it's a more obscure show and not like Love is Blind, which everyone watched last year, you know. So that's like I feel like it can impact your real life, but for the most part, it can be harmless as well. So I think it's part of the bad rap that it gets. <laughs> that's another part of it. So I don't know if this was a hot take or not, but this is what I think at least. Actually, that would be. Um. Yeah. I, uh, more on these dating app, uh, these dating reality TV shows. Um, <laughs> how they affect our our relationships or our idea of how a relationship should be that is something that I do feel is kind of affected and it's kind of impacting and I think we touched upon this on one of our earlier podcasts as well uh, about finding the right uh, life partner uh, because these reality tv shows they kind of glamorize this unrealistic view of how a relationship should be how you know two people have to meet and they kind of hit it off in an instant and everything's perfect and yes all good and that's not how real life is but a lot of people who are watching that 
especially the younger, as you said, like generally these are for mature audiences, but also the teenagers who are watching this, they have this unrealistic mindset of how relationships should work, but they don't, and then they get disappointed, etc. Also, because of the added effect of drama in these reality TV shows, there's a lot of cheating, there's a lot of backbiting, uh, there's a lot of et cetera, et cetera. Especially, I'm talking specifically with the dating show aspects of it. Mm-hmm. All of that is very toxic and very unhealthy. And I think that just, that kind of gives the wrong view of, that kind of common, makes it common to cheat, etc. cetera. So uh, someone who's growing up watching something like this, where, you know, uh, that girl is talking to a guy there and then goes and talks to another guy there and then there's a whole drama thing going on it kind of makes it common to think that okay fine this is okay to do which actually it isn't so that's also something that I feel is another way that it's impacting and yeah I think um, as someone on a podcast mentioned that trying different flavors of uh, options before like trying a flavor and then if you don't like it move to the next one which is kind of how these the bachelor or love island is um, that's the concept you know you kind of try your luck with some person if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out which is like kind of shopping fast and moving on if it doesn't work out, which is also something according to me is not the greatest way to look at a relationship. So these are the ways that people who have been watching it for the first time and who are not mature enough to make or identify that, okay, this is just a show and this is just um, something you look at, you watch, you get your entertainment and you leave it. Um, so for the people who are actually taking in this as uh, inputs and advice, it might be impacting those are some pretty good points, <laughs> I gotta say. Would you ever actually be on a reality TV show um, if you had the opportunity? I don't think I would. <laughs> it's too much <laughs> drama for my mental peace. <laughs> maybe maybe I, a few yeah. kind of uh, reality TV shows. So, I mean, we didn't really discuss this, but like there are a lot of game shows that are also uh, categorized as reality shows, right? Like um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or... Amazing Race. Uh, Exactly, The Amazing Race. All of these are more uh, like the fun aspect than the drama aspect. Yeah. So I feel like certain shows like those, I probably would not mind just to get the experience of it and probably be in those high-pressure situations and see how I fare. But all the other kinds, the, the makeovers, the uh, dating, the circle, etc., etc., all of those kinds, I would probably not. <laughs> it's too much for me. <laughs> I feel like Anak wouldn't, like, I'm just gonna assume that he's not that type. But you can confirm that or deny it. (laughs) Surprise us, if you are interested. You're right. And it's not even just with this, but I guess this would, I mean, we could have had this as another discussion, but the more question of, would you want to be famous in general? Like, would you you like to be like a celebrity? Uh, What would your answer be? Um, So... A celebrity, so a celebrity for me is a bit different from a reality TV star. Yeah, just no, because I, celebrity. I, took it, I took it further. Like you could be, you could be a celebrity for the right reasons as well. Uh, but just you know, be someone who, when you wa- walk into the airport, everyone recognizes. Is that the no? Kind honestly, of, is that the kind of yeah. you would want or not? Like honestly, I would never want that ever because, mm-hmm. like, I just can't imagine having almost no privacy with like people attacking you everywhere you go but more than that like you know you know with like and and even lower scale celebrities like like a reality tv star also Mm. i mean they're not recognized everywhere they go but it's still i still wouldn't want to do that just because 
you get a lot of online hate in the social media world like it's just it's just not the right time to to become famous in any shape of shape way or form with everyone being able to reach you everywhere you go even if you're like not on social media like me basically it's just you know that the hate is out there whether you're a good person or you're not and it's just like not for me honestly i'd rather just live in my own bubble and like that's i don't even have an instagram so like if i can't even deal with that i can't imagine dealing with real life people all the time <laughs> what about you akshita um so i just wanted to ask you mentioned that you don't have an instagram and but you also mentioned that you reached out to a lot of these um you know um participants from survivor etc how did you yes. manage that so <laughs> so i had a snapchat well i mean it's still ah, there it's okay. just not active mm-hmm. and i have a twitter because okay. obviously okay. like i was working for the company so um but it's also <laughs> it's also now inactive <laughs> but it's like it's like the perfect way and then there's cameo.com where you pay people to like send you video messages which i've done but like not for myself so don't judge it was a gift <laughs> no 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 judgment here this is a safe space story <laughs> yeah okay so, okay so. interesting very interesting yeah cuz in my head i thought like the only way to reach out to these people are mm-hmm. is like through instagram but yeah and good to know that snapchat is still alive and kicking <laughs> it's been uh, a while since i used it yeah why is it like we're discussing money dollars nobody talks I, i don't know it's like gen z is using it actually you come on you are gen z so you should be using it i i am gen z but gen z also doesn't use snapchat anymore <laughs> like it's outdated yeah <laughs> it's it's only certain countries where like they really use it yeah. and i'm not from one of those countries but like i kept it just because like just because of the celebrities basically <laughs> it's literally for the survivor people so i can contact them and like that's pretty much they someone sent me a video once and they're like i love you thank you so much for all the support and i'm like oh my gosh the best day of my life so oh, it's wow. worth it <laughs> that's 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 insane <laughs> that's actually quite cool yeah uh, but it's it's i think it's like tougher to get responses on instagram than it is on snapchat i mean i don't know if that's a thing but like i've heard a lot of people reach out to uh not even reality tv stars just like influencers or like these fitness uh like uh anag you'll know mad fit and like chloe ting etc etc uh these kind of fitness influencers a lot of people i know have kind of reached out to them but no responses but in that sense i think snapchat's like a much better platform for reaching out to people but um yeah anyways i would not want to be famous at what like in any way or form whether it's a reality tv star or uh actor or etc in terms of reality tv star i think it's just that you have no privacy your life has literally been opened up in front of the world like literally your deepest darkest not secrets but your personality is shown to the world and i don't think i would want that um also in terms of an actor or actress my social anxiety could never like i could never be walking in an airport thinking oh no there are going to be a billion people look at me and if i trip that's the end of it like that's going to like trend for the next 5 days straight so yeah no, i don't think i could ever do that and, and oh my god whenever whenever she talks i'm like this this girl is literally me like so <laughs> everything you say in every in every conversation i'm like this is exactly what i would say it's so crazy oh no flattered so <laughs> yeah it's uh, i think the only like 
because because like there's one show that's a dream of mine I would want to be on that show but like because of everything else I mean I'm definitely not gonna win a million dollars on Survivor because I'm gonna get medically evacuated from the second day so it's it's just it's just definitely not gonna be worth it for me in that sense so I'm just gonna get the hate for no reason <laughs> like that, if I'm not getting the million dollars I don't want the hate <laughs> <laughs> it's oh I feel you but but you know there is a certain kind of people who love attention any kind positive negative uh, in fact there was a couple of in our rotman whatsapp group as well who loved attention uh, um, uh, so uh, <laughs> um, irrespective of what kind of attention they get so so i feel like those kind of people are you know the perfect candidates for reality tv like they they thrive off of attention like you know, you, you mentioned cameo.com that's like it's it's literally filled with washed up reality TV stars <laughs> exactly. and they just absolutely love whatever remnants of celebrity dumb that they can squeeze out of so it's it's like a completely different kind of people yeah I, i'm definitely not like in fact i considered twice uh, about you know going anonymous with even this podcast so that my name isn't out there <laughs> Uh, no, Anag, we have established that you're way past that <laughs> stage. <laughs> no, I to... love how I love. This is coming from the most active guy I've ever exactly. seen. Like he's literally everywhere. Like he's the only one that's ever emailed me from like from the entire group, and like like you know he's like literally everywhere. And I'm like, wow, this guy's so active. I'm so impressed. <laughs> so it's funny that you're the one who wants to go anonymous because like you're like the least one anonymous out of any of us. <laughs> again there's a there's a distinction so 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 i am within our isolated group of say 200 300 people i am active within that group but i just don't want to be known out there in the world with a bunch of scary random people talking about me yeah. listening to me uh talk about my love for formula 1 and james warren like i don't want them to know who i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. That's that. what I was. That's what I was uh, telling you. Like, uh, do you like? Have you ever thought of how people, like, how many things you would have just spilled while talking, and like, how people know us? And <laughs> you know, maybe you're famous, Anna. Come on. <laughs> but, but you know, like, uh, so so I is like like a distinction. But like, I've seen, I hear, I listen to other people podcasts, and they're like their friends, their family. Nobody listens to their podcasts. It's just other people, random people that they never going to meet who hear and listen about. them hmm. uh hmm. me being one of them like all these people i'm never going to meet them not going to be friends with them so so it's i don't know why there there is a thing like my closest friends i told them about the podcast and they went and listened to the trailer and that was it my own family <laughs> same, same. <laughs> i don't think any of my closest friends have actually gone and listened to even a single episode and this brings us back to the episode we had with diksha about why do strangers support you more than like your closest friends <laughs> So, so, so I reached the point where I'm like, you know, nobody of consequence is going to listen to what I'm going to say. Now I'll be a, a little cautious because I'm like, I know Soha is listening, so she, she. <laughs> but beyond that, so, so that that's why I've been like a little more uh, open, um, you know, with talking about stuff and not filtering it out too much. Good, that's the way it should be. Yeah, I'm expecting a shout out next time though. Just saying. Do I? Do I? Now that you know, now that you know who's listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! So I think 
usually there's like the concluding section. I don't know if you want to wait yeah. for the, the next one. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love how Soha is driving this entire discussion. Like I am so carefree right now. I love it. It's like generally Anna is the one who like asks the questions, but today it's all her and I'm 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 absolutely impressed. <laughs> it's just like pretty late for you guys. It's 8.21 here. What time is it for you? It's, yeah, it's almost 10. But you know, fun fact, we do all of our recordings like almost midnight like that's the time when we oh generally do it so that's like our podcast time yeah, this is, like, oh this is like peak productivity time for me because like i i sleep at like 4 5 a.m india time and get up at like 11 a.m. oh my god are you like trying to get ready for the new time zone from now you know the funny thing is once i land in toronto it's going to be this exact time local time like i, I don't know it just always ends up happening that I become <laughs> uh, yeah wow. but on that note let's just jump into the final section which uh, you yes. already know what it is so uh, funny or insightful week slash month yes uh, week slash month is neither but like I feel like this has been your longest podcast to date so I'm sorry guys I talk a lot but like this is my personality <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> When All right. You're the one who's going to listen to yourself talk so so. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Same> point. <laughs> so, I have a funny story. It's not from the past week or month, but it is kind of related to like the whole cameo thing that we mentioned earlier. Um, so I have a friend from work who was moving to a different job within the same company and she was like really nervous about it and we bonded over friends. And so she was talking about how Uh, she was talking about how like she like she's like please wish me luck and I'm really nervous about it and all of that I'm like all right fine I'll wish you luck and then I had just discovered cameo so I'm like let me see if I can find someone from friends on there but obviously you're not going to get the a-listers because the a-listers would probably be like five thousand dollars for like five seconds so um I got Carol from friends so Ross's ex-wife I'm like, all right, this is perfect. And so you have 250 characters to write like what you want her to say. And because it's only 250 characters and I'm trying to be as specific as possible, I had to like, you know, like cram things in there. So I told her like, my friend is a Palestinian refugee. She's, she's a runner. She's, uh, she works in this company. She's going to London for like this event, whatever, all these things. So she can like try to make it as custom as possible, uh, customized as possible. And so she sends me a four and a half minute video, four and a half minute video of her talking about like how she's now a dancer and whatever. And then she like kept saying gluck. And I'm like, what is this word? Like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And then she's like, and she says it like five or six times. And then she's like, uh, congratulations or gluck on the new job. And then she's like, gluck on uh, everything you're about to do. I'm like, what is she talking about? And then she's like, I heard that this is how you say uh, congratulations in Palestine because uh, I, I saw a little video about it. And I'm like, they don't say gluck in Palestine. Like, we don't have that word in Arabic. We don't even have the letter G in Arabic. And then I realized I wrote congratulations slash G luck on the new job, <laughs> as in like good luck. And then she actually thought it was how you say congratulations in Palestine. <laughs> I'm like oh my god like how like what a dumb moment but like this video could easily go viral but I'm like oh she's too sweet for this I can't do this you literally said look like six times I'm like dude this is not how did you how did you even think that so crazy, oh, so crazy. Shit, I love this 
you would you would never expect that I have to like say G luck asterisk. This means good luck, not luck. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't know? Seriously, it's like saying burb for BRB. Like everybody <laughs> knows that BRB is here right back. It's so crazy. So that's like my fun story, although it's not like from the past month. <laughs> so try to try to top that one. <laughs> I can't sorry. I'm not even attempting to. <laughs> Come on. Interesting. I don't know this cameo existed, dude. I mean, this is oh my god, hearing about this. Sucked all of my life savings, honestly. So I have to I check, it out. check it out. So also, pay your tuition first, just because. I I heard about Cameo for the first time because it's actually uh, founded by some guy from Duke. He uh, sent mm. some article about like in our university's newsletter, Duke Alum, this website. Mm. And then, then there's this guy called Cody Co, who's like a YouTuber. I don't know heard of him. He likes to uh, roast people on the and absolutely like he's extremely high IQ. So when he roasts people, it's like very uh, fun to watch. And he's he's on Cameo as well, so that's the first time I saw. But now, Akshita, actually, there's like Indian clones of Cameo where you can get like B-list Indian TV stars to get in and give you a message for like five hundred rupees. It's, oh, <laughs> what are these things? I never knew about this. I never knew this existed. <laughs> but so but cool. yeah, looking at Shoah's experience, like I feel like I should also <laughs> spend some time on that website. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I found out about Cameo through someone from Survivor. Like, I asked him for a video for my friend, and he sent me a link. I'm like, what, you're gonna make me pay for this? Fine, I'll pay for it. But like, this is how I found out, and then like, I lost all of my money after that. <laughs> yeah. But, but it seems like something like this in the American culture of you know celebrityhood and everything is is quite common. Like when you go to these comic cons and stuff, like you can pay a hundred dollars to do a sort of meet and greet or to get like a poster signed by the actor. Like for example, when I was in Portland, there was a Seattle Comic Con happening, and Sebastian Stan, who plays uh, the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Cinematic, he was there, and I could pay three hundred dollars to meet him and get him to sign. Like uh, a poster, which seemed quite odd at that time. Like you know, you're a celebrity, but you you're extremely loaded, anyways. Why do you want fans? <laughs> right. Uh, like honestly, I um, I whenever I get a cameo video, I just send it to my friends without like the cameo watermark at the bottom, hmm. and then and then like I try to make it look like I have a lot of connections. <laughs> they, they actually believe it. They're like, "Wow, how did you get Raven from that so Raven?" I'm like. You know, <laughs> you don't need to know. Flex, flex. I like no, it. It's hilarious. It's the best way to spend my time, but also not the wisest financial choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm full of surprises, I guess. Hundred <laughs> percent. These are like amazing gift options, man. Like, if you don't know what to give someone, just like get them like a video from their favorite actor. Hundred so, uh, percent. So, so there's a friend of mine. Um, he he gifted his younger brother, who was I think going to start school, was going to start his first job. Uh, so, Akshita, do you remember watching this movie called Lagan, which came out in like 2001? Yep. Have you seen it? Yep. It's so, like a classic yeah. yeah so so the guy who plays the primary antagonist is like this british guy called i think paul blackthorn he plays a detective yeah. quentin in the green arrow team. so he got him to <laughs> make a video and ask made him say like 
हम तुम्हें तीन गुना लगा ले आइकॉनिक डायलॉग इंटरेस्टिंग Mm-hmm. um but uh with a newborn i don't know how flexible her schedule is but you can try mm-hmm. and the second person is salim who is also from lebanon so mm-hmm. like he's he's another good option to talk to so okay. good luck with either one of them but he's he's in lebanon so like his internet <laughs> connection probably sucks so <laughs> good luck with that no so so salim is actually now like i i i chat with salim quite often almost on a weekly basis and i reached out to him and he just straight off the bat rejected me said that it sounds too intense to get on this podcast and i can't do it sorry what <laughs> no oh my gosh i had so much fun so so i feel like you should you should send salim a message saying that you know you should you should uh, reconsider <laughs> and now i'm also a bit heartbroken because i thought i was the first lebanese you talked to and i'm like Okay. Oh, I'm as lost. Speed networking call last uh, last weekend. I was I just texted Anand right after it, and I'm like, we need to get her on. <laughs> so much fun talking. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll text him. I'll if text him for me. If it's if it's any consolation, I feel like so you and Salim are like the second and third people from Lebanon that I've spoken to, and I feel like so far. So There's I've, like five of us only. Who's the first? <laughs> The, the first one is this guy uh, who who was supposed to you know join I was supposed to join a school with him last year and um, I did not end up joining yeah. that, that program. Yeah. He was no also from from Lebanon. In fact, he was in Beirut when the explosion happened last year. Oh, so he's not from our cohort. I think No no he's yeah, not I think he's, he's not from our cohort and he's not even from our university. It's a different university. Oh, so you're saying ah, this okay. is the second and third person from lebanon ever, ever. oh my god yeah. oh now you should feel special so <laughs> yeah now now i definitely feel special and, uh, yeah. so for my like my the the limited sample set of lebanese people i have i like all of them i feel i feel like you guys are extremely fun and uh, <laughs> and um and there is and the other thing i like about lebanon which is extremely <laughs> random but since we are on the topic i'll i'll um uh, mention it because it took me Three days to figure out how to make it is this sort of condiment made with oil and garlic called tom or tom. I don't know how you pronounce it. Tom. Oh, oh my god! Is that uh, is the garlic, it garlic paste? Yeah, garlic yeah. paste. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you put on the shawarmas, right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, so good. It is. Yeah, but like <laughs> honestly, it's I haven't been in a while. Actually, I should probably go back before before I travel again. So yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're some good representatives so far for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. But so yeah. The, the should we stop? Uh, I'm gonna start recording. Okay. Okay. I've started recording again because I for, we forgot to thank Shoa <laughs> for coming on the podcast. So, thank you, Shoa, so much for joining, and even more so for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having honestly when I was like talking to you too I'm like oh my god it's almost like 
you know how like you feel like when you meet a celebrity just because you see them a lot but you've never spoken to them and like this is literally how I felt I just I just felt so special when when you guys reached out I'm like oh my gosh yay so <laughs> this is thank you <laughs> Uh, for everyone who's listening out there, Anag and I are literally brush brushing. Like, we both are hiding our faces right now. Anyone yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, thank you so much. It was, I, as I said already, like, I knew straight off the bat that, you know, when I spoke to you first, I was like, okay, fine, we need to have her on our podcast. And the fact that we forgot to say thank you is just indication of how amazing the conversation was going. We didn't feel like the formality of saying, exactly. yeah, okay, thank you so much. So that's a compliment. Take it. Oh, thank you yeah but nevertheless thank you so much for being here and for listening and we hope that you keep on being the a1 audience that you are Thanks. definitely yeah and now you can stop recording okay <laughs>